cliffcentral.com. Yes, indeed. Tuesday morning, cliffcentral.com. Now, unless you've been living in a cave for the last couple of years, you don't know who Jen Sue is, let me help you. She is not only one uh, of our favorite radio and TV personalities, she's also a singer. She's known in multiple countries. You will see her on the red carpet at every cool event that is worth going to, and she's currently in the USA. Today, we're going to do a little catch-up and find out what celebs she's been hanging out with because she's always hanging out with important people. And we're going to delve a little bit into her own story and stuff that you might not know about. So here she is, the great Jen Sue. Look at her. Hello, hey. Jen. Oh, my gosh. I can't believe it. You guys look amazing. Can so you nice believe to it? See you. It's good to How see you. you too. I'm a, a little bit scared of looking myself. It's it's midnight right now in the states, so you know. Well, I mean, this is what this is also why I love you. Is you'll wake up and you'll stay up until God knows what time to talk to us live. It's just the best thing because I I would hate to record this and then play it out and uh, not do it live. It's much better. To I have know. You I love it. I want to sit on a pillow so I can be up a little higher. I'm now check. I I couldn't see what the lighting was like. You know, when you're backstage, nah, you and now great. I can see it. Oh my goodness! Nah, you it's look a little good. Bit- <laughs> you I look like, great. As 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 great as one can look at midnight. Um, but look, I just think about the first time that we met at the uh, SABC a long time ago, before Five FM. I yeah. walked in, and you said, "Oh, you Americans are always so prepared." And I had my <laughs> show reel with me. I had all you my did. photos. Yeah, and you said, "That's the thing. You guys are ready for." you know, to be on air at any given moment. And I said, exactly. So when are we going on air? And you're like, tomorrow. <laughs> exactly. Well, I mean, like, you know, <laughs> this is why this is why I, I will always have you on the show and you've always got something to say and you, you, you always bring us useful information. You know lots of people. But let's just start with the most recent thing because I saw this and I thought, wow, look, look at Jen Sue hanging out with Meghan Markle. Who, I mean, okay, let's let's face it. She's persona non grata in England at the moment. And I don't think she's even persona anything in Hollywood at the moment because all of her deals have been canceled. No one really wants to hear a sob story about her and Harry anymore. But you bumped into her and you like hung out with her and her friends for a whole night. What happened there? <laughs> you know, it was crazy because uh, now I can see what she has to deal with, you know, on a a daily basis. It really is overwhelming. Um, yeah. And I got markled. They call it, you got markled, I got markled. So, which means, you know, uh, we pose, first of all, she doesn't take selfies with anybody. She doesn't take photos mm-hmm. with anybody. And she has been particularly worried because of her image and, you know, with all the bad press she gets, she doesn't want to take a photo with anyone. So, yeah. Actually, when we chatted, I mean, she was just Except wonderful. Jen Su. Except yeah, Jen she was Su. actually yeah. really cool with me. Um, you know, and uh, I met Prince Harry a long time ago, actually in Johannesburg at yeah. Summer Place. And then, yeah. you know, meeting Megan years later, it's just been, it was really great. Um, all I can say is we were in the parking lot of the Beverly Hills Hotel, which is okay. the <laughs> Celebrity Central. So if you guys want to hang out in LA and you want a celeb spot, where you need to go is the Beverly Hills Hotel. But you need to chalk it up and at least stay one night there so that they get to know you. You're on that list of people that are staying in the hotel so they don't give you problems. 
and you need to hang out in the lobby and you will see everybody coming in and out. I can't tell you the number of celebs that just, it was celeb central. So anyway, we're, we're going out to dinner. We're waiting for the hotel car. And, you know, just Megan standing right there and, and just hanging out. I mean, I think she really wanted to chat to us. And it was nice because I was with two girlfriends. So, you know, sometimes when you're one on one, you're never really oh, sure. So hang on, hang on. Are those, three those girls. Are... It was a girl's night out. So those are your friends, not her friends. They were my friends. Yes. Oh, okay. And then what, does she just uh, sidle up to you like, uh, please, I need some friends. Uh, can I join you guys? Well, <laughs> I don't know. She, you know, I just, we, we locked eyes and she, she and I just started chatting. I think, you know, she probably saw me on a press line at some point because I've covered her a lot for, you know, right. many events. But we've not really like spoken like that one-on-one -on -one together. So maybe that was one of the things. And okay. anyway, we chatted for a while and then we asked to take a selfie and she's like, sure. So we did it. I just she never, thought nothing she never, of it. She never does that. She, she must really She never like does you. that. She never does. And I didn't realize that because if I had, <laughs> you know. You might my, not have asked. Well, later people said, did you sell that photo? You know how much money you could have gotten for that photo? Right. If I mean, if I really thought about this, I could have like made millions from this. But no, I just put it on Instagram. It's like, you know, you and I, Gareth, if we do a selfie together and I put it on Instagram, like, right. Oh, my God. No, well, Jen, Jen, you were you were, before even social media was a thing. You were the best at putting your photos everywhere. You just knew what to do. I okay, was so. Crazy. So anyway, it went all over. It was like 30, 60 articles were spawned from that i was in vanity fair people magazine oh. you know daily mail was everywhere and so pe um, people are still very crazy. into people are still very interested in megan markle huh they are and then you know what happens is you tweet that selfie and instantly you start getting so much hate oh did you sure. sell that photo how much did you sell you sold her out you were planted there as pr <clears throat> yeah you're the person that she planted you know to write the press release and send it out to all the magazines and everything so that's what it becomes and then all it's like i, I mean there was a that point where they know. even named my husband and what you know he what? was doing and where we live and what high school i went to that's how the thread went that's, you know, black Twitter or whatever. It's, it's so, so, when you get markled, that's what happens. So literally I, I was like, what? I was like, please, like, let's take the family out of here. <laughs> that's insane. So the, yeah. these people are, these people are maniacs. They obviously they are. are, yeah, these are very dangerous people because they just don't seem to have any idea of what is a, and isn't acceptable online. And they'll, they, if they hate Megan, they behave a certain way. If they love her, they behave a certain way, but they all seem to be obsessed and dangerously so. But that's what it's become. I mean, what do you think, Gareth? For you, what's been the worst, you know, that you've had? How much? No, it sounds like it sounds like you just had you've worse. You've gotten hate. We all got. We've all gotten. No, hate. but nothing but like uh, you know them publishing, you know, uh, stuff about family and stuff. I like. I would be furious with people if they did that. In fact, I think they crossed the line with you there. That that's not cool. Publishing your kids stuff and saying what your husband does and where you live uh, and what because you had a, a picture with someone who married a prince and exactly is that crazy and then they were like she's not an entertainment reporter where does she actually like work live or anything anyway you know it, it just it was crazy and, and you got as much became... you got as much uh, shit from the megan fans as you did from the the haters right yes it was unbelievable oh.
And then, you know, and then every publication wanted to interview me. But the reason they did was, of course, they wanted to know, well, what did you say to Megan? What was she wearing? What was she doing? You know, what perfume did she wear? You know what you I even got done. that question. You know what you should have done, Jen? You should have told them she was rummaging around in the trash. <laughs> Back in the Beverly Hills. You should have said to them, oh, no, I caught her at the dumpster. She was busy uh, trying to find something to eat. <laughs> You would, have, you would have been the most famous woman in America for about 15 years. I know. Minutes. I should have done it. And I even had that. That was literally my five minutes of fame I could have had there. I know. I know. All right. So let's just talk because that isn't your five minutes of fame. You've been famous oh for a long God. time. So just in case people people don't know this, but Jen actually won Taiwan Idol yes. back in the day. Uh, she, yeah. she, was, she worked for a news business. And I mean, we've laughed about this many times that... Uh, you, you've pretty much done all the things in the media that you could do. So let's start off with, well, you were born in the U.S. Yes, outside of Philadelphia. And I used to tease you. I said that your parents were the last people out of Kowloon on a sampan, but that's not true. <laughs> but that's pretty close, actually, because my parents were, the. my mother was on the last boat out of yeah. China before the communists came. So it was right. pretty close, actually. And they went to Nebraska. My parents were married in uh, Lincoln, Nebraska. And then my dad went to Harvard postdoc. They were right. living in Massachusetts. And then because of work, he came out to Philadelphia. So uh, there you go. And, and you've pretty much been in Philly most of the time since you left South Africa. But you've been all over the world. And you worked in, in Asia for a long time. Uh, yes. you, you also, you were based in Shanghai for a little bit, but tell us about all the things that you did while you were there, because you really did get around and you did see a lot of things and do a lot of things and met a lot of people and, and, and did a lot of very impressive jobs. <laughs> well, I guess the uh, main thing is, you know, I'm married to a global expatriate. So basically when your husband is moving from place to place all over the mm -hmm. world, you got to go and you have to go at a moment's yeah. notice. So, you know, it wasn't my schedule, but it was his. So every time things were going great for me, it was time to move countries. And um, after winning the Taiwan Idol competition, which was called Wudenjiang, I then um, moved to Thailand and in Bangkok, which actually speaks <laughs> Thai, a completely different language, uh, yeah. I, I got onto TV there and was also very fortunate to get on as a news anchor. And it was a station right. starting up. They needed an English anchor. Um, and then at the same time, I joined the singing group. And the leader of the singing group was very close with the royal family of Thailand. So wow. they basically appointed me as one of the backup singers for Her Majesty the Queen and also for um, Her Royal Highness the Princess. And I was one mm. of the vocal coaches for her, for her Chinese and English portions of like she was doing a Chinese album and an English album. So I was helping her uh, with, with those things. And then I was singing late night for the royal family in Thailand. And they go late night, like tw 12 midnight is when they're like basically getting started. And they go on all night. It's so crazy. So, just uh, <laughs> what? To the royal family again. But this what? is the Thai uh, royal family. What are they singing, doing karaoke? What are they doing? Yeah. So the, we are singing for them. They're not really singing, uh, but it's all uh, the, okay. the songs that they request. Um, wow. And then 
Yeah, sometimes they do. They also get up and sing. Um, so it just depends. Uh, but and then they have oh, a, a huge feast. And I mean, it's just a whole it's a whole protocol. You have to speak a certain language, which we call Rachasap in Thai, which is a royal language. But of course, for me, what? because yeah, I mean, you have to you learn royal language in school. But because, of course, I learned Thai a lot later in life. I speak fluently, but not not the royal tie. So anyway, you have to request to speak wow. in English to them. In any case, when we're singing and performing, we're not speaking to them anyway. And there's only like one designated spokesperson who is actually going to speak. We, we're like subjects. We're like peons. We don't speak. We just sing. <laughs> yeah, you just shut up and sing for the king. <laughs> yes. Get on with it. Uh, now, now, interestingly enough, isn't that, you, do you remember that musical King and I? Mm-hmm. Yeah, King of Siam was the king of Thailand. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's the same. It's the same people, right? <laughs> it's the same. Yes family. and no. <laughs> no. It, well, I yeah, I don't want to get into it too much because you know there's certain things in royal protocol that I'm afraid to All say. All right, okay, yeah, you don't want to I don't want. To, I don't want to say these are sensitive topics. Yeah, because um, that king, that king will come and uh, knock on your door and say, you know what, you're not singing for us ever again. Correct. Yeah, you'd be surprised. You know, you have to really follow the protocol all the time. But then, okay, I, so after Thailand, I moved to Hong Kong and worked for Star News Asia and uh, also RTHK, which is Radio Television Hong Kong. And then that's when I had my chance, you know, to marry Rupert Murdoch. He came yeah, in. Yeah, just. Yeah, oh, remember? I mean, this so was crazy. Close. So, this is so he close. Was, just yeah, explain, he explain in. to everybody. He, he, was, he ran that, that business and he came over there and he met his wife. Who's not Wendy Deng. From, yes, yeah, that was Wendy. his then and he, wife. And, and, and I was she was, she was like your, she was your biggest competition in. Uh, yes, yes. She was my yeah, colleague. Right. I mean, we were basically equals. Yeah. Took yeah. Rupert, it's Rupert like Trevor Murdoch Noah and I. We used to go on the party scene all together, but look at Trevor Noah now and look at me. Uh, <laughs> you know what, Jen? <laughs> you really, you really got the hind tits on all of this, but okay. So, so then. So yeah. Then you, anyway, Rupert Murdoch. He uh, married Wendy Deng. Uh, yeah. I still stayed in the newsroom covering silly stories like anti-smoking legislation. You know. Yeah. All yeah, well, that she was thrilling. Married to a billionaire. Correct. Yeah, so you know, you. she was. It could have been me, but there you go. <laughs> but I, but I, I was, uh, I was selfishly quite happy about that because it wasn't long after that that you guys uh, moved to South Africa and yes. you came to to visit us and we had a meeting and I said, oh, why don't you just do all the Hollywood stuff on our show? And you were like, oh, I could do that. You could do that with my eyes closed, and you did. And before long, <laughs> Jen Sue was like on the invitation list for every important thing in South Africa. She knew everybody. It took her about a year. And she was suddenly in with all the most important people in the country. She knew all the politicians, the football stars, the celebrities, the TV personalities, the singers, and everybody knows Jen. I mean, even to this day, you've got very good relationships with so many South Africans, right? I do. Um, and I just saw Sia Colisi uh, last week yeah. in New York. Um, and actually, it's been really wonderful having these connections in South Africa, because now that I'm in New York, you know, or in LA, uh, or anywhere in Europe, I constantly meet so many people that I know from back home. So it's wonderful to see everybody out here. And uh, Sia and Rachel came out with the Colisi Foundation. It's only been established for about three years. So this was actually their first 
uh, fundraising event in New York City, which they mm. really did just so well. I think what I love uh, about Sia is he really does speak from the heart. He is so authentic, you know, as yeah. big of a superstar that he has become. He's really every bit authentic uh, in in every way. And and what they did was they had him at the New York Athletic Club Hall of Fame. It mm -hmm. was a very exclusive reception for only a hundred people. It was sold out immediately. They were like testing the waters. I'm like, it's Sia Colisi. I mean, God, the guy's world famous. Like those tickets, well, hundred tickets were gone uh, in two seconds. He's the most famous South African in the world right now, for, for sure, right? I, I know, think in America, that's what right? I mean. They're so humble. They're kind of like, well, we're just testing the water. So we just decided maybe 100 people. Of course, 100 wow. tickets went in two seconds. Everybody was asking me, can I get a ticket? Help me. Can I like, you know, can I sneak in your camera bag or something? I, I wish wow. I could, you know. I, let, me show, let me show some pictures of this because you've actually, you, you sent yeah. us some pictures. Send us a bunch of pictures. I must actually just, as you're talking, mm. show some of yeah. these off. So there's there's Jen with uh, Sia Khaleesi. This is now recently, right? Mm -hmm. Just it was last week. Okay, so and, let's let's uh, look at this. Uh, here's, here's I had your an article Fox, yesterday Fox in the Sunday Times as well with that, and this What's, is on uh, Fox 29. So I do some commentary for them, similar yeah. to the way I do your Hollywood Report. Right. Uh, I do also commentary with Fox 29 on fashion, style, red carpet. And these guys are so great. Uh, that's Alex Holly, Mike Jarek, and Karen Hebb. They are just wonderful. They are so fun. It's just such a fun in, show. Philadelphia. In Philly, okay. Yeah. All right. And, and then and then this is something you did with Business Day TV back in the day. Yeah, right? so I mean I've been I was with Business Day TV for oh, you know almost eight years, really. And um, Business Day was a sister channel of Sky News, the African Business mm. Report. So, you know, on Sky, mm. I would be on like four times every morning doing the financial markets in South Africa and African markets and currencies. So we did right. that actually from Business Day TV. And uh, that was really my my main sort of job as well. Um, and I really loved it. I I do love anchoring and I would love to get into it again here in, in the U.S. But sometimes, um, you know, anchoring in the U.S. still entails a lot of getting out there and reporting as well and doing every murder shooting and, mm. you know, carjacking that's happening at three in the morning. And I just unfortunately don't have the energy for it right now. <laughs> but maybe one day we'll see. <laughs> right. <laughs> okay, so let's let's just talk about some of the other things that uh, you've been up to recently because there's some nice pictures. Oh, here's you you with Bonang. When was this? Yes, this was actually at a global gift gala in London. Um, but we've oh. seen each other in New York a few times. You know, Bonang, I'm so proud of her. She's done so incredibly well. She had that launch recently with Steve Madden. You know, she just really knows oh, how to... So promote her brand everywhere worldwide. And, you know, that's another person who's so much in the public eye. She doesn't let the negativity or, you know, the haters get to her. She just keeps focused and keeps moving forward. And she's done so, so well. I'm incredibly proud of her. 
Um, and it's also great because so, in London, so yeah, in we've had a, a, a chance to really just get together and, you know, and also talk. And, and sometimes the one nice thing about South Africans when they're outside of South Africa is they feel just a little bit less inhibited because obviously they're not so in the public eye as much as they would normally be. And, um, you know, I've, I've been able to have just some really, really genuine and wonderful conversations with a lot of people who probably back in SA, I wouldn't be able to. <laughs> mm. Well, yeah, they probably let their guard down a little bit. Um, here's Jason Goliath with you. Where was this? So that was on his set of his okay. show, The Goliath Show. He's also right. doing incredible things. I love He's Jason. Great. He was, He's wearing uh, my yeah. hat there. That's my hamburger hat that he stole <laughs> off my head. But he, we were uh, kind of was, trading books there. <laughs> he was here with us the other day. And then this is you with Samuel L. Jackson. That's yes, very cool. I love Samuel L. Jackson. And I gave him a hat. He always wears Kangles. That one is Gills, a Kangle. Yeah. But that's not the one I gave him. I gave him another one when I interviewed him before at the Saxon Hotel uh, when he came out to Joburg. So, you know, and then seeing him again in L.A. Yeah. I've seen him in New York. I've, I've seen uh, Samuel L. Jackson quite a few times. And it's just really, it's really fun to connect with people all over the world again. You have a huge collection of hats. I do. And remember, we did that whole, I was thinking, should I bring all the hats with me? But, you know, then you wouldn't see me anymore because the hats yeah, would be covering all the whole... over the place. Have you, got, have you got one huge room in your house that's just full of hats? I do because there's so many of them and they are gigantic. And the problem with hats are that you can't crush them. So no, the hats to need to be in boxes. boxes. Yeah. They need to be in tissue paper. You know, they're high right. maintenance, these things. So it's yeah. hard. I wish I could have collected earrings instead. Are you still doing the show where everyone's collecting all the stuff? Uh, we haven't done we haven't done a new series of it, but uh, you, you were definitely a highlight with your hats. <laughs> All right, so so while we while we're uh, showing off you and celebrities, because this is cool. I mean, for most people, you know, if if you're lucky in your life, you get one or two uh, pictures with a celeb. Here's you with Nao, which is very oh cool. Nao, and that was at Five FM. Yeah, I remember that. Uh, yeah, he came I in. I think I I interviewed him. I can't remember. Yes, but you did. You did. You interviewed and lots then, of great people. And then here's Paris Hilton with you on the I know. cover of the Sunday I, Times. Do you uh -huh. remember this? So that was my first appearance in the Sunday Times. Who knew that I would <laughs> end up being a writer for the Sunday Times? But here you go. That was me on the front cover. That was, you know, I just got into South Africa. And, of course, I see Paris Hilton. I got to stalk her. This is it. For sure. Yeah, so I was there front and center. And what I love now is Paris and I, I mean, I see her many, many times all over different red carpets. And, um, you know, she follows me on Instagram and we message each other. And then I see her and I've seen Nikki. And so, I mean, it's just wonderful to see her being a mom now with her beautiful baby. And, and she's not, uh, she, she remembers you every time. Yeah, she does. She has an incredible oh. memory, though. She re she knows her fans very well. She engage she engages very well with her fans, and that's one thing. You know, people can say all they want and try to criticize people, but if someone knows how to do it, it's Paris Hilton. She's really, really got it down. She just is so good at engaging with her fans. She's very genuine with them. She follows up with people. She knows how to pose. She knows, you know, how to just be one-on-one -on -one and genuine with people. 
So, so I mean, you, know? you didn't know Bakabantu, but you were going to get a, a an intro to Paris Hilton. And then this is quite cool. I didn't know that you'd met May Musk. Yeah. Oh, Musk, yeah. So mother. May, we met a few times, actually. Um, May is really such an inspiration. 75 mm. and fabulous. That woman is just like the woman with the plan. She's just got it going. But she just always amazes me. She gets out there and she's game for just about anything. And she and Fan Bingbing, Fan Bingbing there, you can see the Chinese movie star are like best buddies. Oh, wow. Which is a weird combination, I have to say, in my opinion. Um, But, hey. Those those musks are all a bit weird. Uh, Strange bunch, (laughs) right? Well, May is actually the more normal of of all of them. I think (laughs) May is great. She's, all right. you know, of course, everyone's quirky. You yeah, can't be, I mean, what about you, uh, Gareth? I mean, right? Everyone's quirky. You got to be in yeah. this field. Uh, so, all right. Uh, just <laughs> because because we spend so much time with you usually talking about celebrities, I think it might also be quite interesting for people to know just a little bit about you and your family. Because um, you've also you know, not not always had the easiest time because there have been health issues in, in the family and all these kinds of things. So here's you with your husband and your two kids. Yes. And that's and, in uh, in my house in Johannesburg. And, uh, oh, I miss that house so much. There was a pool in the middle of the house, and it was like mm. this just incredible. There's nothing like living in South Africa. I can tell you that. I've lived all over the world, but South Africa definitely is the most beautiful, wonderful place where you get great value for money. So anyway, you see the little one. My little one there is Michael. And Michael, um, well, I'll tell you about Michael in a second. And then you can see here it says the Big Ten with the car. That was my other son's family. Hang on, because we we lost you for a second there. So you're just going to have to just go back because you you were talking about that. Your house. Do you hear me now? Yeah, you said, and I, I want you to say it again, you okay. loved living in South Africa and you miss it a lot because people always think if they live in South Africa that there's everywhere else is better and you've traveled all over the world, you miss this place. I miss it so much. I loved my home there and I loved the people. I think, it, you know, that's why I still, I write for the Sunday Times. I promote South Africans all over the world. It's really been my mission to uplift and showcase all the talents of South Africans worldwide. And um, I feel fortunate I still have been able to do that with Sunday Times, SABC, and, you know, other networks. So anyway, back to my home. This was Mm. my beautiful home in Joburg. I miss it so much. And my son, my older son, uh, who you can see to my, my left, I guess, in the picture, had the big 10. So he turned 10. He's now 21. I can't believe it. Unbelievable. Yeah, I know. It's actually really hard for me to believe that 11 years have passed. How do you still look the same, Jen? Yeah. Because I was like, oh, surely this must have been last year or something. (laughs) Thank you so much. You guys are just being kind. I mean, I I can't tell you. I'm so happy for Photoshop. (laughs) Oh, come on. Sometimes you just need it, right? You just need a little extra. But that picture is definitely not Photoshop. And no, this is actually, and this is warts and all. That's why I'm really, when I first saw myself, I'm like, oh my God, <laughs> I'm a little and bit you- scared here. Um, but no, this is me like, yeah, this is no Photoshop and no uh, no Facetune or anything. <laughs> anyway, but so my other one, my 
little son that you saw there, mm. he came down with cancer. And unfortunately, it was a really scary time. And that was in 2017 of Halloween. So my little one there mm. in the picture, Michael. That's and, uh, you know, I took him to the doctor. That, 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 that. You know, that is a horrible thing to happen to mm. any parent. And I, I just, I remember when you got the news and I mean, it's got to be devastating for you because you immediately think the worst, right? Yeah. Yeah. And it was the worst. It really was. It was my nightmare. And I, I couldn't eat for like weeks. I mean, I just, I was so um, distraught, but it was like one thing after another. And then they told me the, the news that he had um, acute lymphoblastic leukemia and he needed to be rushed to, there was only like one hospital in Shanghai that could actually treat him because the other hospitals weren't equipped for pediatric oncology. So I had to get, I had to advocate to get him to the hospital and get treated in order for him to then fly. This was now in China. I was actually in China I was in South Africa working when the teacher, his teacher said, you should come back because he's not doing well. He's looking very pale. Something's wrong. Mm. So I like dropped everything. I left South Africa. I ran to China to pick him up because he was studying there. And that's when I took him to the doctor. And that's when the prognosis came out. Anyway, he really was uh, so close to dying. And they said that they weren't going to... Um, accept him in the hospital because they didn't want a statistic who wants a bad statistic on their record. Yeah. And, you know, to them, they just didn't want that. So they just said, no, all they had to do mm. was say no. And, and I said, please, I beg of you. And I, I negotiated with them in Chinese. You know, we talked for a long time. I explained mm. why. And I said, I'm going to then airlift him to the U S where I'm going to put him in the children's hospital of Philadelphia. So that's what I ended mm. up doing. They did say yes in the end. He was stabilized. I got him to Children's Hospital, Philadelphia. I airlifted him with a whole medical team from International SOS. Had no insurance for that because, uh, you know, the company actually didn't cover the international airlifting. Anyway, I got him to the hospital. They then say, after this is like, you know, of basically 32 hours of hell. They say, you know, he's really not in a good shape. He might be going into total organ failure and we're probably going to lose him. And I said, no, 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 you can't tell me this. I just, I literally oh. broke my back coming here. I, there is no way that that's going to happen. And I just, I, I have to say, I have a very strong power of positive thinking. I, I, I just know I, I'm like that. I, can visualize I'm going to do something and it happens. So with my son, I knew that I was going to save him. I just did. I knew I was in the right place. This is the best place in the world that is going to help him. And then they did. They really did pull out all the stops. They had the chief of pediatric oncology, Dr. Stephen Hunger and his team, and they were incredible. And they had a huge you know, plan. They got, they got him right into ICU and they were just on it. And, um, you know, I really what think a, what, that, a, what a miraculous uh, situation, because, I mean, most people, uh, I think they just give up at that point. Yeah. It, it, it just feels hopeless, um, you know, for so many kids that, that end up with, with that particular kind of leukemia. It's like a death sentence. Mm. It is. And I mean, I, you, you must have been going through hell. 
You know, it was horrible. And almost all my hair fell out at one point. I thought I was never going to get my hair again. And I didn't even have chemo. It was, it was my son going through chemo, but I had so much hair falling out from the stress. Um, and I just, oh my God, it was horrible. And it was one thing after another and it was scary. And then one day he couldn't walk and I'm like, what Mm -hmm. is going on? It turned out it was the steroids that he was taking that was eating at his bones and they were eating at his bones so badly that his hip was like damaged. And so were his uh, ankles. And he ended up with something called avascular necrosis and was in a wheelchair for like nine months. It was insane. So he couldn't walk. (laughs) And I said, this is so crazy. But Jen, you know, again, if we talk about the, the, power of positive thinking and all the other stuff that you were talking about earlier. Uh, you, you can't let the negative stuff get into your head, right? Because that's just, that's the worst way for it to possibly go because you're already dealing with the reality of it. But now in your head, you're almost making it worse. So how, how do you deal with the fact that, you know, at, at this point, he can't even walk? What are you thinking? Yeah, I uh, again. He's I'm a, just he's thinking. A, he's your son. He's your son. He's, yeah. hasn't even ha- he hasn't even lived his life yet. You know, he's like half your age, and and you're thinking to yourself, this is this shouldn't be happening. It should right. be me. Right. You know. Um, I also have to say that Michael was so strong through everything. You know, the mm. kid just he had such a great positive attitude, and one thing that really saved him was his music. So he's very proficient in clarinet. Um, He's also an incredible saxophone player. And he would play in the hospital rooms. He would play for the nurses. And um, he would make up little songs or he would play something and then I would sing. So (laughs) we'd be in the hospital room, you know, singing, sometimes singing for the other patients and for the nurses. And uh, I think he just cheered everybody up. And he went into the Seacrest Studios. They had a little radio studio there at Children's Hospital. And he started beatboxing. He's such a good beatboxer. And um, just, you know, mm-hmm. got people smiling and laughing. And I think that really when you start to laugh and think, you know, you smile and your whole body just feels a lot better, right? You know, you laugh and you just start to feel a lot more relaxed. Your whole body relaxes. And I think that, that those things are really important to do every single day and expressing gratitude. And that's what I always did with him, you know, trying to be grateful. And um, I'm also so appreciative of all his classmates. So his classmates from China, they all like did this huge poster for him. They signed the whole thing. They blew it up and they framed it and sent it over. And oh, wow. then they sent us a whole um, packet of Eagles merchandise. That's the Philadelphia Eagles football team. And just like all these gifts and wonderful things, Make-A-Wish came out and gifted him with a brand new saxophone. And um, I just can't, you know, stop thanking the number of people who really came out and showed support in so many ways. I never asked for money. I didn't need a GoFundMe, fortunately. You know, yeah. I've always saved up for a rainy day, but um, it just was the messages, the calls, people checking in. And that's all that really matters in the end. I mean, money certainly helps, yeah. but it's really those messages. So when you have someone that you know 
or love in the hospital or they're going through something, check in on them. You might say, oh, well, you know, I haven't talked to them in a long time. Check in on them. And I love what Sia Colisi said. He said last week, he just said, it's okay to not be okay. If you see someone, they seem really, really busy, but they're very quiet inside. You're not really sure what they're thinking. Reach out to them and find mm -hmm. out and maybe help them get some help because, you know, you just don't know what people are going through. And it's really important that we reach out to them. Yeah, I, that's such good advice. Um, but but the good news is, I mean, he he made a very very good recovery, right? And how's he yeah. doing now? Cancer free. It's incredible. Three years of very intensive chemo. He's no longer in a wheelchair. He in fact walks. He was in the marching band. He's just doing so great. And then my other son now is an intern at Disney in Los Angeles. Oh wow! Um, yeah, pursuing his dreams. He does. Uh, Imagineering, so he's doing the engineering side of Disney and Disneyland and the That's theme so cool. park rides and stuff. So yeah, That's so amazing. I hope, All right. Yeah, so I hope you come out to LA and then we'll take you on one of the rides that my son has designed one day. <laughs> Fantastic. Oh, wait, do we get like Great a free story. pass to skip? Yeah, the we get the we get a fast pass apparently. <laughs> so so Jen, I, yeah, I, I know I, I have connections. From, I heard from Bakavanti there's this disgusting story that was in the news like two weeks ago about how people just like shit in the lines at Disney because they're too long and people can't wait. So they just that's like gross. shit in the lines. Do you know whether that's true or not? Well, that's in Disney World. <laughs> Disney. I do not know. I think that was, I heard it was Disney World or something, which yeah, is oh, Florida. That's Florida but yeah. still, it's still, it's still, it's still disgusting. You yeah, know, I, I don't understand horrible. really. I think since COVID, everybody has gone mad. It was mad before, but now it's just completely well, mad. And I, I just can't be part of all of that. I'm just no, trying to focus on my own lane. I'm just trying to keep my own energy for myself and 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 be happy. And I am. I'm grateful. And I do tune okay, out a lot. Hang on. What about, because, <laughs> um, I mean, it's not your fault that this is happening. If it is happening, it's certainly not. Uh, but, but since COVID, so let's just talk about that for a second, because you love to dress up and go out you you yes. love to put on an outfit go to an event there's uh, red carpet stuff you've done a whole lot of awards shows lately which are also exciting uh, but but since covid has it hit the level the that grammys. it is it yeah here's you at the grammys yes ha, do you want to go g um, are you interested eh, <laughs> eh, <laughs> that's the oscars I, you're better at these I finally went me. to the Oscars, and that was amazing. Of course, I was all excited for the red carpet, ready to dress in the red oh. carpet. And then they changed it to a champagne beige carpet. Why? The year that what I'm a there. horrible idea. <laughs> you know what, actually, though? It wasn't bad. I liked it. Um, it, it does really? bring out the outfits more. And if you go to the Met Gala, you'll see it's also a champagne carpet. I think there is something about that sort of very light background that really brings out the outfit. So I think for, if you're wearing right. black, it's particularly flattering. But um, yeah, yeah, I had to say it was okay. Um, the red carpet though was fun. It was, the Oscars was beautiful. They did a, a very, very nice job. They treat the press very well, but they are hectic with the rules. You know, mm. you cannot show anyone your badge at all. 
I literally yeah. had to tape up my thing. And every time I took a photo, I had to make sure that it was, you know, under wraps and just everything. I mean, I said nothing this time to, you know, before I used to be like, I'm going to the Oscars. Now I was like, I'm not saying anything <laughs> until tell, I was actually on that red carpet. Then I finally said something. <laughs> but um, there are rules and things. Do you go to any after parties? Because that's where the real fun is. Yes, I did a really great after party at the Palm Springs International Film Festival. And I got to meet Baz Luhrmann, Austin mm. Butler, Michelle Yeoh, mm. and Brandon, Brendan Fraser all in one. It was great. That was my night. That's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, that was, a, that was probably one of my very best nights. Um, I was at the Country Music Awards in uh, last wow. week, too. That was crazy. Okay, all right. And, and uh, who, who's still on your list that you still want to meet? I mean, you've, you've pretty much met all the important people in Hollywood. Is there anyone you still want to meet? You know, I would like to meet Britney Spears. Now, we met very <laughs> briefly last year, la a long, not last year, a long time ago. Now, I really want to sit, I want to have a sit down with her. I, want, I do, I want to talk to her. Uh, I think, you as know. As long as she hasn't got knives, we don't want to hear a tragic story of how Jen Sue was cut up to pieces by Britney Spears. <laughs> Hey, Jen, oh gosh! What did you think about this year's Met Gala theme? The the Met Gala theme, I loved it. Yeah. What what was it? I don't remember. It was the whole uh, chapeau. It was uh, uh, Karl Lagerfeld. So Karl Lagerfeld, you know, and Chanel. All right, just try Karl that again Lagerfeld. in English. <laughs> I, I know what you're talking Chipet, about. Try it Chipet, again. Yes, Jared Leto. He came out in a huge cat head. Do you remember the cat head at the Met Gala? Uh, I, I, that was I'm the Jared, wrong, I'm your the guy. guy. Remember, you and I went to the 30 Seconds to Mars, that concert, Mars. and you wore eyeliner. You know, I don't remember that. <laughs> I, I, I must have... I must you, have me, like and Jono. I must have the most patchy memory in the world, but <laughs> I, I don't remember that. I know our friend Jono who lives in New York, and 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 I mean he he's met all the celebrities too because he runs this incredible club in New York. But I don't. Where did we go and see Thirty Seconds to Mars? I think we were we in Durban. Really. Jesus, that's or amazing. We I don't remember it Maybe it was Jober. Actually, it was Jober. I have I no recollection of that's so weird, Jen. It's Joburg. I believe it was Joburg. Anyway, yeah. So anyway, yeah. Okay. He came out in the cat head. And the Met Gala theme I thought was really beautiful. I loved how people came out and all these Karl Lagerfeld, Chanel inspired creations. They go all out. And I really uh, want to go. I hope to go. I, to I, I hope to go. I have to very uh, strictly advise you against doing any interviews with Britney Spears. I don't want to have to be picking up the pieces and explaining to your husband and children that I got dismembered. This, yeah, this crazy woman cut you up with knives. I, I, that's not my idea of a fun time. So no, don't like that. <laughs> who do you want to interview? Who, who you haven't, Gareth? Tell me. Uh, I, I don't know. I mean, you know, I've I've been really lucky. I've spoken to a lot of people. I've always found that the most famous people are not necessarily the most interesting ones. Sometimes, sometimes the ones who you don't expect are the ones who you really want to talk to. Yeah. I mean, even in places like LA, and you could probably vouch for me on this one, um, sometimes the people behind the scenes are way more interesting. The producers, you know, the people who actually make the deals, the people who come up with the themes, the script writers. Sometimes those people are way more interesting. 
and they have the juicy stars. stories and they will oh, tell yeah. them. Yes, because of course the stars aren't going to say anything. They're no. not supposed to say anything. It's the people that see they're everything. Busy, they're busy protecting their brand, which nobody <laughs> cares about except them. So Jen, I'm what so about happy with the strike over, you know, we can actually interview them again. Yeah. So so what's been happening in in Los Angeles and in LA and in the entertainment business because I'm totally out of the loop here. So fill us in. Like, well, what, is the, the what is the what are the now, stories people care about now? You know, I mean, it seems like everybody only cares about Taylor Swift and Beyonce, um, <laughs> especially Taylor Swift. She's just yeah, like in the news constantly. At the MTV right. VMA, they had one camera on Taylor the entire thing. The entire event was just. Can you imagine if you were at an event, Gareth, and there's a camera only on you for the whole time? They All they no, cared I... about was Taylor Swift's reaction to everything. So that's basically what it is right now. It is just dominated with Taylor Swift news. It's crazy. So, Jen, why are people so obsessed with her? Is it because she's got this incredible connection with her audience of young girls? I mean, wh what is it? She does. It's, I mean, to, really, the marketers. Yeah, to marketers, that's just that, that's paradise, right? They just want they just want in on whatever Taylor Swift can sell for them, and she just does it. But you know what, Taylor Swift herself, she's genuine, and she is super talented, and she knows how to build her brand and to really cultivate her brand. You know, she's careful about what she does, who she acts, who she collaborates with and i think she's mm. an incredibly gifted singer songwriter i mean that's really what it comes down to it she really has the goods and she just is so authentic in the way she connects with her audience now i went to barbie i forgot to tell you barbie that crazy <laughs> pink red carpet pink carpet <laughs> and um barbie. i met margot robbie i met greta gerwig yeah. kate mckinnon what's that uh, um, what's Dua that I love Wait, Dua Lipa. Uh, back, back up. What's that Margot Robbie like? Margot Robbie is wonderful. She has the most flawless skin ever. Like mm -hmm. her skin is gorgeous and she is so full of life. And um, mm -hmm. she's, again, incredibly talented, but she's very, very personable. So she spent a, quite a lot of time uh, speaking to myself as well as a couple people around me on the pink carpet signing autographs for people just you know really yeah. she looked carefully at my outfit we were chatting about it for a long time she just she really takes time to connect with her audience as well um, but she did a phenomenal job in barbie and barbie did so well that was one of those just it, it was it came out at the right time so the timing was yeah. right but the marketing was so great like you were just saying the marketing machine what is it the marketing is so important and the social media and the hype and the people that they got to collaborate with them in all aspects. The music soundtrack, that was so, so good. I love Dua Lipa. I love Nicki Minaj, Ice Spice, you know, all those guys, Mark Ronson. They pulled in all the stops. They made it really fun. They elevated Barbie to another level. And at that time, they still, because they hadn't gone on strike yet, they could actually get the actors out for the premiere and really make it such a big do. And so it was really awesome. And then everything went on strike and it was a mess. And it's been a mess really up until just recently. And now we're just trying to get ourselves back together. I just got invited to a press event 
with yeah. uh oh what's his name god i can't remember marky mark marky <laughs> mark, mark Wahlberg. mark Wahlberg. thank you wow they want me to go up to new him? york for that. uh he's got a he's got a film he's that's coming out he's got a movie coming out Yes. Oh, I forgot what he was, but like it was yes. such a not Mark Wahlberg movie, though. Really? Yes, yeah. exactly. It's such a not Mark Wahlberg movie, and okay. those guys, yeah, they, his production house reached out to me to do a press junket coming up in New York. So I get these cool. things all the time. I mean, these things are happening fast, you know. But one good thing about New York, it's close, and you know, I just run over there. But I can find it. What yeah. How long? It? How long does it take you to get the to New York? The family plan. The Family Plan starring Mark Wahlberg. Thank you. Okay. Oh, he's also doing like Arthur the King. And he's like oh, really? King Arthur. I'm like, hmm, really? Mark Wahlberg. Never wow, thought. Look at that. Jen, uh, how long does it take you to get to New York from Philly? Because last time I was so in New York, you also came through to, it's came only through to visit really us. like an hour and 15 minutes. Now, I live a little further out. So it's a couple hours for me where I live. But, but uh, from the city, it's only really like an hour and 15 minutes. It's so quick. It's so easy. So it's people awesome. do commute. They, they live in yeah. Philadelphia and they work in New York. It does happen. Wild. So. <laughs> and when, right, are you well, coming out to, when are you coming out to New York? I can't uh, wait to see gotta, you. Or, or L.A. I've got to get there. Um, probably early next year. I'll let you know. And Rena, is she there. coming out? Say hi. Probably. Yeah, Probably. We'll we'll make a plan. I promise you wouldn't wouldn't dream of coming to New York and not letting you know. <laughs> I know. Oh, I can't wait. Not a chance. I can't wait. All right. Well, Thank listen, you. Jen, we love you and I'm oh, glad that you got to too. tell a little bit of your story. And we're thrilled that uh, <laughs> you know, your son Michael's back in, in action and that the whole family's doing well. It's just so great to catch up with you. And you keep doing wonderful and amazing things. Thank you. So much love. Really Thank you job. so much. Love you too. For all the support. Thank you, Jen. All right. Wonderful to see you. There we go. Jen Sue, everybody. You can follow her on the socials. And uh, if you aren't already, you need to see what this woman's up to. Cliffcentral.com.